0: I'm Daniel Fishman and I'm a business and employment litigator at Conn Kavanaugh. I'm also the co-chair of the BBA's New Lawyers Forum Career Development Committee, the committee that is sponsoring today's event on how to use LinkedIn to build and grow your brand. I want to thank you all for tuning in today's event. I'm glad we're able to make it happen despite the current circumstances. I'll introduce our presenter in a moment, but first I'd like to invite anyone interested getting more involved with the BBA or the New Lawyers Forum, to email me at dfishman at Our presenter today is my colleague, Kristen Profie, the Marketing and Business Development Manager at Concavenaugh. She has years of marketing experience at both midsize and AmLaw 100 law firms and is well positioned to discuss today's topic. She'll be taking questions using the Q&A function, so f- please feel free to submit questions as she presents. Without further ado, I will mute my mic, exit the narrative, and let Kristen take it away. Thank you. Thank you so much, Daniel. And thank you everyone for being here. Um, I know it's, it's been difficult to carve time out of our busy schedules um, and it's very important to keep your education going, especially during this time. So again, just thank you all for attending. Um, as Daniel said, I encourage you to ask questions throughout the program. I will be looking at the question and answer uh, feature here on the Zoom webinar. And you know, feel free to interrupt me and Daniel will also be looking at the questions panel. So if I do miss your question, don't feel that I'm ignoring you. Uh, he'll interrupt me and tell me to, to uh, answer the question. So I just wanna bring up my slides here real quick. Um, again, like we said, this is LinkedIn 101, build your brand and grow your network. Um, again, kudos to all of you for keeping up your education and attending an educational program in the COVID-19 pandemic. I will be giving some tips of how to use LinkedIn in this pandemic, just because that is something I think everybody needs to know. Um, so I'm Kristen Brophy, and I am the Marketing and Business Development Manager at ConCavanaugh. And if you are interested in tweeting anything from this, I, I'm a huge Twitter fan. My Twitter handle is posted on the screen, at Kristen Brophy, uh, please feel free to, uh, Tweet anything that I say, uh, feel free to take a screenshot of the slides. The slides will be uh, uh, distributed after the presentation, so uh, do whatever you'd like. My background, uh, I used to work at Mintz Levin and Sullivan & Worcester, two of the larger firms in Boston, and my background is in marketing technology and digital marketing, so I really am able to bring in uh, the business development aspect to digital marketing and social media. Uh, I am also on the Legal Marketing Association local steering committee and I sit as the marketing and communications co-chair. So today's learning objectives, uh, we are going to go over the basics of LinkedIn and it's important as a social media platform. It is the most widely used social media platform by business professionals all across industries, not just in the legal industry. It's very important to have an all-star status profile so you can be found on LinkedIn. And it's a great tool to help proactively form and develop valuable connections. Uh, You can also use LinkedIn to become a thought leader and generate new relationships. This can also lead to revenue generation later in life. Uh, And also use your status updates to build your business. This is where that revenue generation comes in. And of course, some quick tips for using LinkedIn during the COVID-19 crisis. So again, feel free, stop me with any questions you may have. So why LinkedIn? It is the number one social media platform for business professionals, as I said, and there are over 500 million active users across the globe every single day. Now, these are active users because they are posting, they're doing something on their profiles, or maybe they're just scrolling through looking for the latest news and latest topics and trends. Uh, Business professionals are increasingly going to social media for their news and their alerts, uh, and... You know, like I said, LinkedIn, business professionals everywhere. So it's important for you to stay relevant in your own brand and get your name out there uh, because of these people that are using social media. And it helps you build your personal brand and your name attached to um, your firm and all of your SEO values. So when people Google you, they can find your LinkedIn profile and see how active you are and how you are pushing out content and helping your clients and your networks. Um So let's go to the next one. The building blocks of LinkedIn. So there are three basic um, aspects of LinkedIn. You have your own personal profile, which is you as a person on LinkedIn. Then you have your connections, um, and your connections also lead to secondary connections and third level connections. So that is a global network of people that can be connected to you and your content. And then you have your participation. Uh, participation is very important in LinkedIn. And you know, you can have a profile and put yourself up there online. But if you're not participating, then it's not really worth it. So definitely participate, connect with people at your firm on LinkedIn and participate in what they are doing. Um, And it also helps you, you know, by participating in your own firm's LinkedIn activity, it helps you build visibility among the senior partners, you know, the partners at your firm who are responsible for your career growth and responsible for helping you build your book of business in the future. So when I say you need to have an all-star status profile, and I don't know if you can see my cursor over here, but the all-star status is this little badge that when you go to your LinkedIn profile and you look at it when you're logged in, you have this little dashboard and it shows you if you're an all-star. If you're not an all-star, it will give you suggestions on how to become an all-star. Being an all-star is really important because it enables you to be found more easily on LinkedIn and in-house counsel and uh, business professionals, particularly C-suite executives, and C-suite means CEOs, CMOs, CIOs, you know, the decision makers for these big companies that could be your potential clients. It allows them to find you better in a sea of attorneys and in a sea of people. And the better your profile, the more stuff you have on it, the higher up you'll be in search uh, records and on search lists. So you definitely want that all-star status. Um, It helps build the algorithms in LinkedIn to make you more visible. Uh, So here's your secret sauce. Have a profile picture and a header image. Um, Keep it professional. You don't want to have a picture of maybe your dog licking your face on LinkedIn. Your firm should be providing you with professional headshots if they do not. Everyone with an iPhone or a smartphone these days has a portrait mode. So ask a friend to take a, a picture of you in portrait mode for your LinkedIn if you don't have a professional headshot. Just keep your professional, uh, your profile picture professional. Header image as well, a header image, which I'll show on a couple slides, allows you to show a little personality on your LinkedIn profile, but you want it to be something clear that has to do with who you are as an attorney, who you are in the business world, and you know who how your clients can connect with you. You want a tagline other than your title, and I'll show you in a couple slides. Uh, If you just have associate at Kavanaugh, and I apologize to all of my Kavanaugh colleagues because some of you are going to be picked on during this presentation. I've said it enough. You should know by now that you should have changed your taglines and your profiles. But uh, a tagline other than your title is very important to have, and you want to keyword load your tagline because that helps people find you. If you just search for um, an attorney and you're looking for an employment lawyer, if your tagline just says associate at ConCavina and you're an employment lawyer, it's not going to show up in the top search results and it's just going to say associate and it's not helpful looking through a long list of search results to say associate at ConCavina, associate at ConCavina, associate at ConCavina. and the only thing differentiating you from your other peers at your firm and your competitor firms is your picture and your name. So you need a little bit more on your tagline than your title. You want to write a summary with strong keywords when it, when uh, professionals come to LinkedIn and come to um, Google to search for you, your keywords that are in your summary of your LinkedIn profile are being pulled into the, that search engine, Google, and that is being pulled onto the top page of Google. So typically when you Google yourself, and if you're not, you should be, you'll have your firm bio up on the top. That should be the first search result that comes up. And the next search result that comes up is usually LinkedIn or Twitter. It depends uh, on which you are more active. Uh, so definitely load your summary with strong keywords to help people find you when they are searching for you. Be easily reachable. Include your contact information on your LinkedIn profile. Uh, when you are logged into the backend of LinkedIn, it offers a very easy place for you to put in your contact information. If you don't wanna put your personal email in there, use your work email. If you don't wanna use your work email, use your personal. I like to use my personal email because I have so many different um, consultants reaching out to me that I don't want to flood my work email. And a lot of people usually will do the same with LinkedIn. Use a custom URL. Um, Every time you, you go to someone's LinkedIn profile, you can actually see the URL up in the top of the web browser. And LinkedIn will automatically assign you a random list of characters, numbers, and letters that doesn't seem to make any sense but it is a unique tag to you, you can custom your URL. So mine is linkedin.com slash Kristen A. Brophy. So definitely customize it with your name. Um, You could customize it and say, uh, so Daniel, my colleague here on the the webinar, could customize it by saying attorney Daniel Fishman as the backslash. And last but not least, you want to complete all sections of your profile. These are sections like your experience, your background, um, former, positions that you've held, maybe internships that you've held that would be relevant to your current experience in the legal industry. Um, Put in your volunteer experience and your volunteer organizations and your experiences are ways to connect with clients who might be, or potential clients who are looking at your profile. Maybe you volunteer for the same thing, but you never knew it. And that's a connection. That's something common. Uh, Definitely put your skills on there. If you are an excellent legal writer, put that on there. Um, and, you know, show as, as much you can do. Um, I did see a question come through, what steps can we make to attain all-star status? So follow these steps that are here on this slide and the LinkedIn platform when you log in to edit your profile will actually give you suggestions to become an all-star. And it will tell you you are an all-star when you look at your dashboard on your profile. I hope that answers your question. Um, But by completing all your sections, that's definitely helping you become more of a profile, uh, an all-star profile holder. And one important anecdote here at the bottom, more than 50% of in-house counsel use LinkedIn when selecting their legal services team. So say you are an associate on a pitch team that uh, your partners are putting together to pitch to this company for legal services. A lot of in-house counsel, yes, they'll look at your firm bio, but they also wanna see how active you are in the community. So they'll look at your LinkedIn profile and you definitely want to make sure it's up to date. So again, like I said, have a picture. No one's going to want to connect with you if this is your picture. Um, Even if it's not your professional headshot, still have someone on, uh, you have a friend take an image with their iPhone portrait mode. That's simple as that. You don't wanna be a scary gray and white figure. No one's going to connect and want to do business with that. Um, And here are some examples, you know, as I was saying in the search list, these are their taglines. and These are attorneys at my firm. If they're searching for a specific attorney, this doesn't make me want to click on any of their profiles. I mean, sure, Daniel's smiling face at the bottom there is great. And he looks like someone I'd like to get to know, but how do I know he's someone relevant to the practice area that I'm looking for representation in? It just says he's an associate at Kavanaugh. Okay, cool, but an associate in what? And same thing with the other two partners on this page. They're partners at Kavanaugh, but that's great. What do they do? So to get a little bit more ingrained, you can update your tagline and not just use your title and you can say what you're doing. So Laurel at the top here, she's a divorce and family law attorney. She is a partner at Kavanaugh, but she is differentiating herself here from not only the other attorneys at the firm, but her peers and her competitors by saying that she is a divorce and family law attorney. Anthony, the second one down, he is a small mid-sized business and alcoholic beverage litigation attorney. That tells you exactly what he does. You want to know more about him? You can click on his profile. And if you're not looking for a small business or alcoholic beverage attorney, then you don't have to click on the profile. He's right there. You know he's not for you. Alternatively, if you are looking for a business litigation attorney or an insurance coverage and bad faith attorney, and someone who specializes in employment, Alexis provides it right there for you in her keywords in her tagline. So more steps to All Star. Uh, this profile is at one of my partners at Cavanaugh. She's done a little bit of everything, and she has an All Star profile. She has a professional photo. Her header image is customized, so custom to her. Actually, this header image is what we use on Kavanaugh's social media pages, and a lot of our partners did choose to be consistent with the Kavanaugh page and use the same header image, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. She has a great tagline. You know exactly what kind of practice area she's in. Uh, You know where she went to school. You know where she works. Up at the top here, it has that uh, listed clearly, and she has a custom URL. It says linkedin.com slash in slash attorney Carol Starkey. You know exactly who you're looking at. And then in the about section, this is the summary I was talking about that you load with keywords. She has loaded her summary with keywords, but it's still shortened to the point so you get to know exactly who she is. All right, you've built a great profile and you are ready to go, now what? And you know, it's the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I say this all the time. If you are more active, then you're going to get more attention, and you will build more connections on LinkedIn. If you just have this all-star profile, and it sits there, it doesn't matter. It might as well just be a dead web page or a MySpace profile at that point. Uh, You definitely want to get as much attention as you can by sharing content, and market yourself within your firm to those partners. Share their content. Uh, Like people's statuses. Comment on people's Uh, content that they're sharing, interact with the, with different pages, interact with your competitors, follow your competitors. Uh, The more active you are, the more attention you'll get and the better your network will be, the stronger connections you will make. Confession, you don't know what you're doing. Guess what? Nobody does. The bars are pretty low for uh, social media. It's still a new technology. It is still a new way to market and, uh, you know, to form business development connections and to market your practice. Definitely utilize your firm's marketing resources. I know my attorneys come to me often and say, what should I be sharing on my LinkedIn profile? What should I be writing? What should I be doing? Look to your marketing resources in your firm for ideas. Uh, We all definitely have spent time on LinkedIn, so we know a little bit about it. And, you know, not everyone knows everything, and that's totally okay. You can break some of the rules with grammar on LinkedIn. You can break some of the rules with sharing and tagging people it's totally fine to not know what you're doing. You can always ask for help and feel free to reach out to me and ask me any questions after this presentation. So there was a survey done by Green Target uh, of in-house counsel and C-suite executives at some key clients of big firms in the United States. And these are some results about what type of content attracts in-house counsel and C-suite executives. And this is definitely interesting to look at. Um, and why being active on LinkedIn with your connections and with your firm's content is so important. Um, the, top, the top attractive, uh, the, the biggest attractive factor is the utility and usefulness. So that's what's attracting house counsel and C-suite executives the most. And again, like I said, C-suite is uh, CMO, CFO, CIO, um, CEO, the people that are making the decisions at any big company. Uh, utility usefulness, that is something that you know you can is easily digestible, something that a client can take and then form actionable items from. So, you know, in COVID-19, all of the laws and regulations, there are so many changes happening daily, if not hourly, that it's important to get some useful content out to your clients and say, here's some information employers can use. Um, is your business struggling? Here's something you can use. They then click on that content, interact with that content, and they are able to read and um, disseminate some action items from the content. And then they can come back to you with questions and then become a potential client or referral source in the future, remembering that you helped them by showing them this content and telling them what they can do. Uh, They want the content to be current. Obviously, you want it to be current. You don't want to be posting about a regulation from 2018 with when changes happened in January of 2020. Always be current, don't share something that's, you know, from yesteryear, unless it's a fun throwback Thursday. That is the only thing that I will make an exception for in, in my rules. Um, your headline and subject line is also something that will attract your, your LinkedIn followers and your LinkedIn users. You know, keep the headlines short, keep them succinct. Tell, uh, show them what could be in the content. So you definitely want to show something with the headline like, see my top five favorite takeaways from this event. And then in the content, you tell them. So show, then tell. Kind of like we were in um, kindergarten, show and tell. Uh, the source, the a lot of CMOs and or, or C-suite executives and in-house counsel will look at the source. They already trust you, especially if they have retained you as their attorneys. They are your trusted Uh, clients. They want to know what you think on matters. They want to know what your opinions are. They want to see that you are keeping up with your competitors and producing this content. They want to see that if you're not producing this content, then you're sharing this content. So maybe you are only in your second or third year of practice. So you don't have enough information to write about a certain subject, but maybe a partner at your firm does. You can either offer to co-write something with that partner to make sure that the content is what it needs to be or you can just take a piece of content that that partner has written and then share it to your own networks share it to your own profiles and you know it, it, it becomes this valuable source um, and your client and your in-house counsel and your clients will keep coming back to your LinkedIn profile because they see that you are a source for them and then the, the second half of this chart here you know, not as important, length, keep it short, differentiated perspective, you know, put some opinion pieces out there, you look at it from your perspective, tell your clients, this is what happened today, here's what I think. Um, the author, that is pretty low. Like I said, it is utility usefulness, current, it, whether the content is current and the subject and headline, those are the top three things leading people on LinkedIn to, client, uh, to content. So the fact that you are a second year associate that authored this, doesn't really matter. Um, They're not going to look at it and say, oh, this person's only a second year associate. They're going to look at the content. They're going to look at the headline. Um, So don't worry so much about the authorship credit, but that will definitely help get you visibility. All right, the anatomy of a LinkedIn post. So this goes under some LinkedIn basics here. So I have two different posts here. One is a post from my firm's LinkedIn page. And then another is a screenshot that I took from the LinkedIn feed on my phone. And this shows you how valuable your network is. So on a LinkedIn post, which I'm over here on the Con Kavanaugh one on the right, you, at, underneath the content, you see a like button, a comment button, and a share button. Those are the three ways that you can interact with any content on LinkedIn. If you like it, then not only are you interacting and showing this company that you've liked this post, but you are letting everyone else in your network know that you've liked this post as well. Same thing with commenting. That is a direct way to interact with the post. Social media is often a one-way conversation street where you're showing a lot of information and it allows end users to view it, but maybe not interact with it. Make it a two-way street. This is where you can really grow and cultivate your network. If someone comments on your post, so pretend that this isn't a concavina post, pretend this is your John Smith and this is your post. If someone comments on it, make it a two-way street and say, oh, thank you for commenting. Thank you for liking this and start the conversation there. Um, and that really helps cultivate that network, turning them into potential clients in the future. If someone shares it, again, comment on the, your post that they shared and said, thank you so much for the share. Then that goes out to not only their network, but also your network. And it proves that you are being active and interacting and be you know actively engaging and listening with your audience on LinkedIn. This post here on the left, which is a screenshot from my cell phone my linkedin feed uh, it shows you know the the value of having those connections and how the the interactions work so i am not connected to claire parsons who authored this post on linkedin but i am connected to olivia because olivia commented on this post i was able to see claire's content and then i was able to interact with claire So this is a way to make new connections on LinkedIn. You can see what your connections are doing, what they're commenting on and make new connections. And again, the power of your network through all of those LinkedIn posts, it starts with you, it goes to your connections and also your second degree connections. So I did a little experiment with my Con Kavanaugh attorneys and staff. I added up all of the connections to every single one of my attorneys at the firm. And total, we have 15,894. Now these are numbers as of December because I used these numbers in a December presentation to the firm, not numbers as of today. Um, So total, 15,894 connections. That's a lot of connections. Add in the staff's connections as well, 18,029. So the maximum reach potential of one CK attorney, if he is connected if he or she is connected to every single attorney and staff member with a LinkedIn profile, has the maximum potential of about 300 and a half million users of outreach. And that works because you you have 220 connections. Lord only knows however many connections the rest of those 220 connections have, but you do know your connections through your staff and your attorneys have 18,000 connections. Plus they have their secondary networks. So the more active you are, the more um, your outreach goes and the bigger your outreach goes and the more connections you can make, the more you can cultivate your network. Another important thing to note is the listen only trend. And again, this is another another point from that state of digital and content survey that Green Target did. Green Target is a um, business development and legal marketing agency and they they focus a lot on law firms and professional services. Uh, They did this this awesome survey where they were able to disseminate how many in-house counsel only use social media in listen-only mode. So this was from a survey, they surveyed tons and tons of in-house counsel across the country. 71% of in-house counsel from 2018 only used listen-only mode on LinkedIn. That means they're just scrolling through and looking, they're not interacting. Only 29% actively use social media. So you don't want to discount your listen-only users. You don't want to discount in-house counsel that are only using listen-only mode because yes, they're scrolling, yes, they're scrolling through, but even if they didn't interact with it, there's a chance that they saw your post or there's a chance that they saw you comment on something and they might remember that years down or weeks down the line, days down the line, however long down the line, when they're talking to someone else about it, they can be like, oh yeah, yeah. I saw this attorney from Con Cavanaugh comment on this post about this subject that's totally relevant to this conversation right now. Let me see if I can find it. Then they can go back and search for you and find it, search for your activity, and come back to you. And if that's the numbers of in-house counsel, think of all the other business professionals out there that are using it in listen-only mode. It really does extend your outreach. Another important uh, element of a LinkedIn post is a hashtag. I cannot. Um, promote hashtags enough. They are so important uh, to get your content out in front of people and so important to help disseminate content into different categories. Uh, so, hashtags, you always want to use the pound sign. Um, you know, Gen Zers and younger might not know what pound sign means. I do. I grew up with it as pound sign, but hashtag Jimmy Fallon. Um, use a hashtag whenever you're posting anything on LinkedIn because it helps people find it. And if you click on the hashtag in a LinkedIn post, you can follow hashtags. So right now, KonKavanaugh is posting any uh, coronavirus-related content on our page with the hashtag CKCIC, which stands for KonKavanaugh COVID-19 Information Center. So our users, our followers, are actually able to click on that hashtag CKCIC and follow CKCIC and see every single thing that we post about coronavirus on their LinkedIn feed, whether or not they follow the Kavanaugh page and whether or not they follow the people that are posting that content. So you can use hashtag legal marketing. That's something I put in a lot of my posts uh, having to do with legal marketing and business development because there are a lot of followers for it. Um, you, for any content that has to do with a p- specific practice area, hashtag employment law. That means people might be following employment law, but not following you, not following your company, not connected to you. You might have someone from across the country following hashtag employment law, see your post and see something that you shared. This is why hashtags are just so important. And again, going back to growing your network, you never know who will become your next client or referral source. This is why you wanna get out in front of as many people as possible. You never know. It could be the janitor down the street needing some um, representation. It could be the president of a big business needs some business advice. You never know who your next client or referral source would be. That's why it's so important to be active and get your name and your brand out in front of people on LinkedIn. Okay, so building your network on LinkedIn, beyond just being active, there are some tools that you can use. Uh, There is a people you may know tool on LinkedIn. If you click on this when you're logged in, uh, you just go to the top bar on your LinkedIn page and it says your network. Click on that. And then there's a people you may know tool. If you scroll down, it will go through different communities and organizations of uh, full of people that you're not yet connected to, but you might know. So these could be um, friends of friends or contacts of contacts. Maybe you have um, a, a, an alumni or someone in your alumni group from law school that you are friends with is connected to a whole bunch of people in this organization. All those people in that organization might pop up on the people you may know. Your, you know, alumni associations, your organizations, just, you know, legal services in greater Boston, that's a big people you may know um, group. So definitely utilize that, scroll through that every day. You know, it's, it's useful. Existing outlook contacts, maybe a partner has um, copied you on an email and you now have this outlook contact. See if they're on LinkedIn. Connect with them on LinkedIn and just say, hey, when you're reaching out to them on LinkedIn, and this is important, always use a message when you're reaching out to someone that you don't know, especially if you don't know them that well. Um, When you're reaching out to connect with them on LinkedIn, send a personal note with it. Just say, hi, Jim, I was uh, copied on... An email to you from Bob, and he, uh, he mentioned something about this case that we're working on. I was hoping to connect on LinkedIn to get to know you a little better, and I would love to add you to my network. People love being added to their network. Uh, link with people you meet in person. I mean, you know, there's not a whole lot of in-person meeting going on right now, but um, I'll show you a trick at the end of the slideshow to, to connect with people in person very easily from your cell phones um, on LinkedIn. Use before and after events, um, use your LinkedIn before and after events to build relationships and research people. If you're going to a conference and there's a speaker with whom you really would like to have a conversation with, reach out to them on LinkedIn and say, hey Joan, I am attending the such and such a conference at the end of the month. I noticed you're speaking on X topic and I am very interested in learning more about the topic. I'm looking forward to to your conversation. Any chance you have five or ten minutes to connect and answer a couple questions ahead of the conference? Boom! You just made a new connection. And a speaker—they're as someone who speaks fairly often—we love that. We love when people reach out to us in, ahead of this presentation. It not only helps us put you top of mind as an attendee, but it helps us tailor our presentation and maybe change something and think of something that we put something in the presentation that we didn't previously think of. So definitely use before and after events. After events, reach out to the connections that you made during the event, during the conference, and keep them top of mind. Follow your competitors. I can't say this enough. Follow your competitors on LinkedIn. Follow their competitor pages. You know, our clients want us to be doing what our competitors are doing. So by following your competitors, you're able to see trends and see what's going on in the landscape. Definitely do it. It is so vital, so important, so you can stay relevant and follow hashtags. Again, uh, you can use hashtags. You can also follow hashtags, follow a hashtag. Maybe if you're looking for any COVID-19 stuff in UK, there's a hashtag coronavirus UK, follow it and get any, any of that news will show up in your newsfeed on LinkedIn. Okay. Some quick success tips for sharing information on LinkedIn. Be kind. You never want to be mean. If you have to be mean and you have to be a troll, go on Reddit, go on uh, Instagram, go on Facebook. I'm not telling you to be mean because that's awful. No one should be mean. Everyone should be kind. But LinkedIn is especially not the platform to be mean. Always be kind and always have the mentality, how can I help? Whenever you are sharing anything, how can I help my client with this? How can I help my client with that? How can I help you be a better um, business person today? How can I help myself be a better attorney? How can I help? Always have that in the back of your mind. Always be kind. Be genuine. Don't just share something willy-nilly because you read the headline and you felt like it might be something worth sharing. That's not genuine. Share content that's genuine by, you know, reading it. If it's something that you don't agree with, don't share it. Simple as that. If it's something you do agree with, definitely share it. If it's something that you genuinely feel will bring, um, will add value to your clients' lives and your contacts' lives and your clients' networks, definitely do it. So just be genuine. Don't be fake. It's the biggest piece of advice I have. Be active every day. Again, I can't say this enough. Active every day. It, you know, Scroll for five minutes on your cell phone on your commute. It's easy as that. Download the LinkedIn app. Make sure it's up to date. And just scroll down. So easy. Offer introductions and ask for your own. So this one works, you know, on LinkedIn, it can also work in person. Um, If you see a partner that you're connected to on LinkedIn, connected to someone you would really like to get to know and really like to follow, ask that partner and say, hey, I noticed that you're connected to um, Ariana Grande on LinkedIn. Can you please uh, give me an introduction? I would love to get to know her better. I'd love to follow her network. And partners are usually, some partners, you know, they like to keep their networks close knit, but a lot of them will share. And, you know, part of their succession plan, they have to be sharing their networks and thinking about the future of their practice. So definitely ask for introductions. On the flip side, offer introductions. If you have um, attorneys trying to make a pitch and they don't know something, in the tech industry, but your college roommate is a, you know, a, a technology manager at this big company in the tech industry and actually, a tech industry actually would know something about this subject that your partner needs to know something on, introduce them. Definitely offer introductions wherever you can. And then that helps cultivate those relationships and make them even more valuable because now your college roommate is in with a partner at your firm and they might become a client. Take relationships offline. I mean, once you've gotten to know people online, just reach out to them with a simple message and say, Oh, hey, would you mind grabbing a cup of coffee? I would love to talk to you about X. Or if someone shared a great thought leadership piece, you could say, Hey, I noticed you shared this article on LinkedIn. I loved it. Uh, Here are my thoughts on it. I would love to take you out for a cup of coffee and get to know you better and get to know your thoughts and opinions on the subject better. Right now, we are not doing coffee out in the real world. Um, thats just not possible. Take it off to Zoom, do FaceTime. Facebook Messenger has a a video chat option. You know, there are so many different video chat apps that are free. Zoom is free up to 40 minutes for a call. Skype is another video conferencing. You know, ask them for a cup of coffee over Skype or ask if they have five to 10 minutes for some FaceTime. Right now, um, people are really craving that human interaction because we're all shuttered in at home, um, definitely reach out and offer some Facetime because people would definitely appreciate it. Okay, so as I promised, some tips about marketing during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, You know, there are a lot of things that I would normally say to do on LinkedIn, you know, post a a win or a, a decision that you helped achieve or Uh, you were named a Massachusetts Super Lawyer Rising Star. Don't post that during this pandemic. Eventually, it will come back. Eventually, um, you will be able to make those posts again. But making those posts right now during a crisis in the pandemic isn't thinking with your clients in mind. And it is not, it's not what people want to be seeing. People are scared. People are nervous. They want to be seeing stuff, you know, that's relevant, that's current and what's going on in the world today. Be sensitive, we're all stressed. You know, we are all stressed out trying to work from home. I I wouldn't be surprised if my cats have been walking behind me throughout this entire presentation uh, from my home office. You know, just be sensitive to people's surroundings. Maybe a client has a screaming two-year-old on the phone or maybe, you know, there's a dog that needs to be walked. Maybe someone's ringing the doorbell, just, and that goes under the being patient category too. Everybody is under this, going under the same thing. We're all in this together. Uh, again, don't post self-congratulatory content. Diary it, save it for later. It is great content in a normal climate, but in today's climate, don't do it. Um, don't launch a new service or a product. No one wants to learn new technology. No one wants a new service or a new product right now. They are trying to adapt to what they're currently used to. So don't try and launch a new legal service right now. Um, Provide content of value if your firm is pushing out content or if your firm has a resource center push it out Share uh, if you're you know from Massachusetts share the Massachusetts um, Tweets share the Massachusetts content whenever Baker puts something out or announces something new share it, you know just provide content of value and that is valuable especially to people in your Greater Boston Network offer your help offer your opinion again that goes back to the how can I help in everything that you post and everything that you do. Um, it, is, it is so important to just be kind, and everybody has, everyone deserves five minutes of your time, so offer to help. And if, if someone is stuck, if they need help, just extend a hand and say, look, I saw that you were struggling with this, with this business decision. I'm here for you. I, I'm happy to chat with you and um, talk you through it. How are you? That's a question that is more important and worth its weight in gold right now. How are you doing? You know, you should not be aggressively marketing yourself as an attorney right now, but you should be aggressively marketing yourself as a person. So reach out to your networks, reach out to your contacts and just say, Hey, how are you guys doing? What are some pain points you're experiencing through all of this? And on the flip side, maybe find some levity in the situation and say, what are things that you found hysterical? What are things that you uh, have been laughing at and share it? What have you been doing to keep yourself sane? What have been your mental health tips? Um, Again, offer your opinion on those things. This is a great article to write right now because everyone has an opinion on how to work at home. Um, And it it just, you can write the article on LinkedIn. It doesn't even have to go through your firm. There is an article publishing tool on LinkedIn and I'm happy to walk any of you through that off the call. You can just offer your opinion and say, I was terrified to be shuttered in my home and have my computer in my bedroom and have my partners and my managing partners see what my bedroom looks like every day on a Zoom call. Here's how I got through it. So offer your opinion and people will really appreciate that. And above all else, be patient. Um, There are right now five different generations in the workforce. There are some generations that are much better with technology than others. Be patient with the, with the partner that's maybe never used a video chat. Be patient with the uh, legal secretary who has never worked from home. Be patient with any of your staff that are adjusting. Um, maybe someone is, is struggling with mental health issues and struggling with depression and anxiety. Be patient with them. Everybody has something going on right now. Okay, so as promised, this little trick uh, for connecting in person, I hope you all have your, your phones and the LinkedIn app installed. So if you go to the LinkedIn app, this is a great tool for when you're networking in person and when you're giving a presentation. If you forget business cards, this is an easy way to connect with someone. On your LinkedIn app, in the top toolbar, there is this little symbol with four squares in it. Go to, click on that and then you will have to allow uh, camera access in the app. If you haven't already done this, then uh, you will have to do it when you open it up for the first time. But click on that little square symbol and it will bring you to this screen that says LinkedIn code. Again, you have to allow camera access. Um, And then you are then able to either scan, which brings you to this screen and enables you to scan your personal LinkedIn QR code or you can click my code and someone else can scan your code. So if you all would like to do that, you are more than welcome to try it on my code right now. Um, When you scan it from the LinkedIn app, it will immediately bring you to my LinkedIn profile and enable you to connect with me. And then you can also download your code, save it to your phone and put it in any presentations that you, um, that you uh, make throughout, you know, your career as you're building your networks. Put that code on every single PowerPoint that you do. I'm serious. Any webinar you speak on, any panel you speak on, if they ask for a slide, download that LinkedIn code and put it on there and it allows people to easily connect with you. And that pretty much concludes my presentation. Um, I wanna thank you all and open it up for questions and answers. My contact information is right here on the bottom of the screen. You know, Follow me on Twitter. I'm usually t- tweeting facts. I do tweet a lot of Con Kavanaugh stuff. I'll sometimes tweet my cats. I use a lot of uh, Shit's Creek GIFs on my tweets. So you'll see a lot of um, Eugene Levy, which is totally fine with me. Um, and feel free to email me. My email's at the bottom as well. And uh, again, I said, you know, use your, your newfound tool and scan my code to connect with me on LinkedIn. All right. So I will open up with any questions. I don't think I have any through just yet. Uh, Here we go. Thoughts on inviting people to connect on other social media, Facebook, Twitter, etc. at the same time as LinkedIn. It depends on you personally and your brand. Um, I don't like to openly connect with people on Facebook. So Facebook and LinkedIn are two very different platforms. Um, Facebook should be your personal profile. You know, you can post your pictures of you at the beach with your friends or post pictures of you and your dog, post cats. Um, on, on your Facebook. LinkedIn is not the platform for that. So those are two different platforms for two different uses. If you do become very good friends with someone, either a colleague at at your firm, um, and alumni, definitely connect with them on Facebook. Uh, That helps them, you know, connect with you on a personal level, find common interests, um, go for it. Uh, if, If you're comfortable with it, go for it. I'm not always comfortable with that. There are some colleagues that I'll add, but not everybody. Um, Twitter, Instagram, all of those, Snapchat, you know, it, it's up to you, I guess. It's what you're comfortable with. And once you get to know someone, how much you're comfortable sharing with them. LinkedIn, I would view as the social media platform that, you know, the president will look at, NASA will look at, um, not NASA, NASA. Um, Russian spies will look at. That is the stuff that you, you don't mind being public. That is what LinkedIn is. Facebook is for your friends and your close circle. Twitter, it depends on how you want to brand yourself on Twitter. I have two separate Twitter accounts. If you Google me, you will find both of them. One of them is for a, um, a you know, tweeting about The Bachelor and Massachusetts politics and things that I don't want to be associated with my professional brand. This Twitter account that you see here on the screen is my professional brand. Alrighty, I see another question coming through. Um, Daniel, can you see that question by any chance? Because it's freezing for me. Oh, never mind. I got it. Okay. If I update my LinkedIn, is it a problem that my connections will see that I have a new job? Is this a bad time to do this if so is there a way to change your profile and not send it out short answer yes there's totally a way to change your profile and not send it out um i don't see an issue updating that you have a new job in this time um you know that's great that you have a new job and congratulations i just i i don't think that that's a huge issue especially because people don't typically email their contacts on mass like they used to whenever they change jobs. So, LinkedIn is a way to figure out where your contacts have moved to and, and what's going on. Um, if you go into your account settings on LinkedIn, and usually you have to log in from a browser, not your cell phone app to do this, there is a way to turn off notifications so it doesn't alert your network. Um, and they will just have to go to your profile to see that you got a new position. All righty. Any other questions? Okay. Doesn't look like any other questions are coming through. Well, thank you all so much. Like I said, if you don't have a question right now, definitely reach out to me on LinkedIn. I've seen a few of your uh, your LinkedIn's um, come through. Oh, we did just get one question through. Any advice on applying for jobs and using your connections? I mean, LinkedIn is the number one um, Job tool out there. Uh, You know, people will post to Indeed and and Monster. I think people still use Monster, but they'll post to a lot of those and and you know put their jobs up there. I, when you're applying for jobs, make sure your profile is 100% up to date. You don't want your potential employer coming to you and and seeing you know empty sections on your profile. They want to see all of your relevant experience. They want to see, you know, what you've worked on. They want to see what organizations you're a member of. Do you volunteer for anything? You can even put a little feature on your LinkedIn profile. So I, um, as a side hustle, I do some podcast editing and I am the producer for Boston College High School's podcast, Back to the Point. I feature that on my LinkedIn profile. Uh, You can definitely link to other projects that you've done. Maybe you are a... um, maybe you're a singer or something, link to that on your LinkedIn profile. Um, You know, your potential employer just wants to see everything they possibly can about you because LinkedIn is like your resume, but better. Um, And, you know, your tagline is really important because that's the first thing that they see, what, what a potential employer will see when they are looking at your profile. So cater your tagline to your experience. If you are a defense attorney, then say that in your tagline. Alrighty, Do you think it is worth upgrading to premium or is the standard free version good enough? If you are not an HR professional and you are not actively recruiting people every day, or, you know, if you're not actively recruiting, the standard free version is good enough. I use the standard free version. Like most of my partners, I think all but one of my partners at my firm use the standard free version. Most legal marketing professionals and legal marketing association use the standard free version. It is definitely good enough. That, and the premium version is expensive. It's around $50 a month now, um, and it's just not, it's not worth it. If you are aggressively looking for opportunities, um, maybe upgrade to the premium version and, you know, um, just on a one-off, use it on a month-to-month basis. Don't buy the annual plan. Um, that might be a good time to use the premium version. But if you are just building a network, um, building your, you know, cultivating your connections, it, the free version is definitely good enough. I don't even use the paid premium version because the free version does everything I needed to do as an individual. Okay. Any other questions? Is there a target number of contacts to have? That's a very good question. Um, A a 27 year old associate um, is not expected to have 500 plus contacts. So LinkedIn, once you get over 500 contacts, doesn't outwardly show how many contacts you have. So if you go to my LinkedIn profile, it's just going to say 500 plus connections. It doesn't say how many I actually have unless you click on who my connections are. And you have to take a couple steps to figure out that number. Um, most people say the target is to have 501 because that puts you in that 500 plus contacts class. But if you are, you know, in your 20s, if you are just in your first or second year of practice, no one is going to expect you to know that many people yet. You just haven't been practicing as long. It's a fact of life. A partner who's been practicing and building their book for 35-40 years is just naturally going to have a much bigger network than someone who's only been practicing for a year or two and hasn't started building their book and hasn't found their footing in their practice area yet so not necessarily um, i i guess whatever your target a good goal for you to make maybe while you're while you're uh, sitting at home and during this coronavirus uh, pandemic is maybe set a goal for yourself okay this week, I would like to make five new connections on LinkedIn. And, you know, just go from there. Just do it as a stepping stone and find more contacts, And then it will naturally, um, will naturally snowball over time. No more questions so far. Okay, well, I think if we are all set with questions, like I said, reach out to me, feel free to contact me. Um, I will stop sharing my screen now and bring you back to the uh,